Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Kyle Clay Richards, and welcome to Underdog Mentality. It's the sports podcast where we tackle unique topics by looking between the numbers at the human side of the game. And wow, what a fantasy football weekend, am I right? Jeez, the number one and number two pick in most NFL fantasy drafts, both out with injuries this week. Christian McCaffrey, always good for about 30 points any week that he's playing. And then Dalvin Cook, out with another another kind of injury. Luckily for me, I picked up his main understudy in Madison, and he did really well, and I'm happy about that. But I, I know that a lot of people struggled this week with fantasy football. Injuries uh, at the wide receiver position, a lot of offensive linemen getting injured are already out, so they weren't providing a lot of protection for their quarterbacks. Man, it was just a tough week three. Although injuries were a major part of discussion for this week, I can't really blame that for the reason why I lost in all three of my money leagues. In the Abstract Sports Fantasy Football League, my Abstract boys lost 158 to 107. That was a major loss to one of my former co-workers. Uh, shout out to AJ if you're listening, man. You whooped my butt, and uh, you got to respect it. You know, he, he killed my undefeated season, so congratulations, you jerk. Just kidding. I love you, man. And then in my Foosball with Friends League, my Greendale human beings also lost 158 to 113. A very similar turnout. Lamar Jackson just didn't really perform. Tyler Lockett didn't go off like he has been. Uh, also had the wrong tight end in play. I got a goose egg there. So, you know, a lot of that's all on me. And then my buddy Clay, his team name is Concussion Protocol uh, because he was concussed a couple weeks ago. Glad you're feeling better, buddy. But uh, my asymptomatic mouth breathers lost to him, 128 to 104. That one was uh, a mix of things. That was the one I had Alexander Madison in place of Dalvin Cook. That wasn't really the problem. Aaron Rodgers only put up 19. I also had uh, A.J. Brown in who had put up zero points as well because he left the game with an injury. Again, injuries all over the place. So that was one league where I was kind of hurt by that. So here's to hoping that week four is a lot better. In the last episode, in the intro, I talked about how I was going to be going to a concert in Salt Lake City, the Luke Combs concert. Well, funny story, turns out the people who we bought the tickets from, I think it was like Vivid Seats or something like that, they never sent us an update telling us that the concert had been rescheduled. You know, granted, we probably should have checked before the day came and realized that the concert had been rescheduled for December 16th. So we had to struggle to move our hotel and everything to the new date. And now we have to try to drive to Salt Lake in the wintertime. Not really looking forward to that. Might end up looking for flights instead because, man, that just does not sound fun. However, there was a silver lining in not going to that concert. It's that I was able to go bowling in my bowling league. So I missed week one because I was in Boise for a friend's birthday. And so I was super stoked to be able to go bowling that week. And I did okay. Bowled like 130s, 135, 138, I think, and then like a 188. So for the first week, that's pretty par for the course. The first game's usually a warm-up. Second one is kind of like trying to figure out the oil and lanes. And then the third one is like where you really hammer at home. So I'm not I'm not too upset by it, but I, I'm also looking forward to bowling this coming Friday. Not only that, after bowling, there is a concert going on over at a, a venue just down the road from where I bowl. And it's Afro Man. I'm not like a super fan of Afro Man, but I do know he has a song called Idaho, and I'm sure he's going to play that a couple of times. And some people we're going with, they're from Pennsylvania, so I imagine he's going to take requests from the crowd, like, hey, where are y'all from? And, and they're going to be like, we're from Pennsylvania. And he's going to be like, I got you. And he's going to play Pimp in Pennsylvania for them. But there is kind of a wrinkle there because, you know, I have been sort of trying to avoid like high crowd situations, at least as much as I can. Uh, but while still trying to have a good time with my life. 
you know, I, I am vaccinated, I will say that, and I don't wear a mask as much anymore. Honestly, I've only really worn it when I'm required to based on the business that I'm going to. And I respect those guidelines anywhere where they require them. However, I have not done a very good job of, you know, opting to wear the mask in certain situations. However, going to this Afro Man concert kind of has me thinking about it a little bit more. I mean, COVID cases are pretty rampant in the area where I live right now. And that's going to be a very packed small house. And so that I'm definitely going to wear my mask, but I could see it getting a little bit too crazy in there. And if I'm not not really feeling it, there's a chance we might leave a little bit early. So, and that, that actually leads into sort of the topic we're going to start off with here. I think, you know, COVID is kind of having its second go around with us with the Delta variant going around. And so I feel like now's a good time to really talk about uh, COVID in sports. And that being said, it's not a topic I've been trying to avoid. It's just one that I want to make sure I get my words right about. It's been a kind of a controversial topic and it's been politicized pretty heavily and so I've pulled up some articles and done some research on what the NFL is doing with the COVID protocol and what the NBA plans to do with the upcoming season. And so we're going to start off with that. We'll see where it goes, and then we'll end with something happy. So uh, stick with me. Let's jump right into this episode. Ah, shoot. I forgot to mention in the intro, I want to start a new segment on the podcast. My goal is to have three segments that are about 10 minutes long each, and in between each segment have a small ad. I think that's the best format for this podcast. And so here's the the, the idea, okay? Anchor has this thing where I can I can share a link with you, and you can record a voice message and submit it to the podcast. And when I go to put together the next episode, I can pull from those recordings and also make a segment out of that. So I'd like to make a full 10-minute segment around a question that I asked to the audience. And so that is what I'm going to start right now. The question this week is, do you have a favorite team in sports and why? I feel like there's a lot of interesting stories that come out of that question, and I want you to send them to me. So you can go to anchor.fm slash sports slash message and you can submit your voice message there i'll play it on the next episode you know i'll pick a few of them and i'll respond to them in a certain way and i'll kind of tell my story as well so please go submit that i'll include it in the description of this episode as well Um, i look forward to hearing those and i think it'll make the show a lot better so get to submitting all right okay so let's get back to business let's talk about this one thing that has really limited our lives in the last year and a half plus You know, it's kept us from seeing friends and family. Uh, It's kept us from going to our favorite sporting events, concerts, you know, anything that that involves a crowd, really. And we're just forced to do everything from home. Well, now we're kind of able to go out and about a little bit more because more and more people are getting vaccinated. Uh, Respect to all of you who are doing that. But with sports, it really affected sort of the, the fan experience. Fans weren't allowed at football games last year, at least in a very limited capacity, and they weren't allowed in NBA games either. They had the the whole bubble thing with the with the the season, the playoffs. Very interesting dynamic, especially for the players, I'd imagine, because they're used to having fans to build a momentum off of, and instead they're have to, having to do it with their with the players and their coaching staff only. So it presented a lot of different challenges. 
Obviously, the sports world is sort of like its own little microcosm of real life. It's not totally real. You know, us humans who are, who are having to work from home for several months on end and, uh, you know, even try to make ends meet, like a lot of jobs kind of fell through because companies weren't making enough money, so they had to, like, go out of business. It was a lot more real for us normal life folks. But with sports, it was sort of a, you know, an enclosed, I mean, the bubble is such a good word for it. It's just a protected environment and they have all the means to do so. So why not? So last year, a lot of fans weren't able to go to games, but this year it's very different. It's like almost pretty much full capacity from what I understand. And I don't know if there's any restrictions on masks as far as going to events and things of that nature. But um, you'd like to hope so at least a little bit because there are thousands upon thousands of people. But the point of this episode with, with COVID is mostly to talk about what the NFL is doing to help with the COVID situation and then talk about the NBA, especially with the season coming up. Um, I mean, dude, I mean, the games, there are preseason games starting on Sunday. The Lakers play the Nets this coming Sunday. How crazy is that? <laughs> um but with the the Delta variant going around, the NBA is you know typically a very forward thinking entity, and so there are pretty pretty strict uh, things in place that are making it harder for players to go about their daily lives with their job because they care about how important it is to get vaccinated. But let's start off with the NFL. You know, when it comes to COVID nineteen, businesses, families, you know corporations, ginormous corporations have had to implement certain plans around COVID-19 to make their jobs feasible and to keep the jobs available to the people they have. And so the NFL and the NBA are no different from that. So there are very extensive COVID-19 plans that you can go look up online that the NFL has in place and they cover all kinds of things. And, you know, I'm, I'm reading off a couple of articles here because, you know, I don't, I didn't know this stuff until I started this episode and I wanted to get up to date on it. And that's, why I think it's important to share this information because, you know, being a fantasy football player, you know, who sits at home and watches football and hopes his players do well. I'm kind of in my own little bubble over here. Like, Oh man, that guy's out with a COVID protocol, put him on the IR. Okay. Grab somebody else. But really these players are their Their livelihood is really affected by it. And so here are some different things that the NFL is doing to try and help with the COVID situation as far as like, social distancing or people who are unvaccinated, keeping them away from people who are and whatnot. So uh, this is an article from the uh, NFL.com. It's the player health and safety, health and wellness, COVID-19. It's part of the NFL Players Association. It's something that they they all agreed upon. And that's a very important thing that the Players Association has to agree to the, the guidelines that the NFL is putting in place because really the players are the ones that are helping bring in money to the league and so the players want to try to have their input as far as what the, the governing, governing body of the NFL is doing. And this is what they came up with. So the NFL distributed to clubs a, con, a consolidated set of the NFL, NFLPA, COVID-19 protocols for the 2021 regular season. This consolidated document includes the following. And there are a couple links here. Um, I'm not going to dive into too much. But here are the bullet points that it brings up that I think are really important. Uh, There's education protocol, club facility protocol, team travel, treatment response, game day, screening and testing, media, and enforcement of protocols. So they really cover all the bases like education. I, And this is me speculating a little bit. I don't want to dive into these giant documents. I'm just going to kind of freestyle what I think these are all about because I don't want to waste your time and you can have your own interpretation of it as well. But education, I feel like it's probably them educating their players on 
you know, how to be safe with COVID, things of that nature, what COVID is, how it's spread, things of, you know, all those things. Uh, it's education, information about COVID-19. And then there's club facility protocols, so like when a player comes to the facility for practice or working out or go, coming in for meetings and whatnot, like film sessions, like what they have to do. And from what I understand, it's different from vaccinated players to unvaccinated players. Uh, then there's team travel. So, you know, when you're traveling, here are sort of the things you're going to have to adhere to. I imagine wearing a mask on the plane, wearing a mask on the bus, you know, stuff like that. Things that like when you're traveling to a game or to a, a certain event, you have to behave a certain way with the COVID guidelines in place. And that being said, these COVID guidelines are also sort of regulated based on the city and state that they play in or practice in or are traveling to to play in and practice in. So there's a lot of moving parts that come with this. And on the traveling aspect, I feel like, you know, at a as a national league in, in the sporting world, I feel like you do have to be a little bit more aware of, of certain health issues and health risks that you're putting your players through. And travel is one of the biggest things. You know, people, I mean, there's there's a reason why they made people quarantine during this this outbreak. It's because it spread through human interaction. And so travel travel is like one of the first thing to get banned. And I'm a, I'm a first, you know, first person experience of that. I had a Europe trip planned back in March of 2020. Me and my buddy Jacob were supposed to take off from here, uh, like March 20th that month that everything got shut down. And so literally like we were about, we were like planning for our trip. We're super stoked about it. We've been planning this Europe trip, Europe trip for months and we weren't able to go because we like, we literally missed the window by a week had we gone, we probably would have been trapped in Europe. So travel was one of the first things to get cut off because that's exactly how it spreads. Somebody from a different continent flies to another continent. They happen to have it. They spread it to everybody there, so on and so forth. I mean, it's pretty obvious. We were, we're, we're all educated on this, right? We've gone through the education protocol of COVID-19 in our personal lives, right? <laughs> um, so travel is a major factor, I imagine. And then there's treatment response. So like if somebody has COVID, I have a feeling that they'd be like, you know, what do you do? You probably have to go quarantine, um, get tested every so often, um, what to do with, with certain symptoms that you're having. So I, I think that's kind of an education protocol as well. Then there's game day. So like going into the stadium, what do you do there? Like you go out for your warmups. Like do you sanitize before you go out, come back in? Uh, again, I'm not going to dive into this giant document. I'm just like freestyling it. So I, I'm, I'm curious what your thoughts are on this. If you have any more information, feel free to tweet me uh, at kyleclay.com on Twitter, uh, spelled out kyleclay, D-O-T-C-O-M. Or you can tweet abstract sports. That's that's fine with me. But this is me interpreting their protocols based on what I think they mean. And, you know, maybe that's not, a, not the way to go. You probably shouldn't be a headline reader. But listen, I'm an independent podcaster. I'm going to just read this and, and, and freestyle off of it, all right? I'm not going to read you an entire PDF that's like 100 pages long. Because it is. They're, the NFL protocol is like 90 pages long. So I'm not going to read that for you. You can go educate yourself on the actual things. But I'm just hitting the bullet points, and I, I'm, I'm getting, I'm defending myself here. I probably shouldn't need to do that. Anyways, I digress. The next step after game day protocol, there's screening and testing. So, how often are you getting tested? And that, this isn't one that I know for sure. That if you're vaccinated or unvaccinated, they treat you differently. If you're unvaccinated, I think you have to be tested daily. Uh, so they really do make your life a little bit harder as an unvaccinated player. And I think that's a great move because. 
I feel like if a player doesn't want to get vaccinated, it could be because of their personal beliefs, and that's totally fine. You know, I, I have to respect that. Everybody has to respect that. And that's why they don't make it mandatory in the NFL or the NBA. They just make it really hard for you if you're not vaccinated. And so somebody who's not vaccinated might be more more have more tendency to like going out and doing things they shouldn't be doing during a pandemic. And so if you're going to be unvaccinated, we're going to make sure that you are tested and you're clear before you come in. You're happy to do your job, but we're it's we're just going to go through the steps that we think are right for people who are not vaccinated. If you and you know, granted, if you are vaccinated, you can also carry the virus and spread it to others and not know it. You could be asymptomatic. And so there, there's a lot of different factors in play, obviously. We've all talked about them. We've all heard about them. And, and I think that's why it's become so so controversial. The media protocol, so this is probably about interviews, how far to stand away from the reporter when you're doing a post-game interview, or like you know, just, just how that process looks and how that works. Uh, and then there's enforcement of protocols. So if you are not obeying the COVID-19 protocols, what kind of repercussions are there? Are there suspensions? Are there fines? Uh, you know, or do you get fired? Do you get dropped? I mean, I don't, I don't see it being that harsh, but these are things that at, as the NFL is a business and every team is also its own entity within that business, they can all have their own individual rules. They have, they just have to follow the NFL's guidelines and then any team can say what they want about, about how they treat you. But let me tell you, I'm a little bit in the weeds here. I'm trying to navigate through something. It's really hard to talk about it because I want to try and be as objective as possible, but at the same time, I fully believe that you should get vaccinated, but I respect if you decide not to. Uh, that's a human choice thing, a human rights thing. You don't have to do that. My belief is you know, my own, and you have your own. Man, this is some tough stuff to cover. I'm not going to lie. I think it's time for a quick timeout. Let's hear a little bit from one of our sponsors. <laughs> All right, guys, just a few more minutes about COVID as I finish up my topic, and I promise we'll get to something a little bit lighter, all right? All right, just real quick. So I have this article pulled up from sportingnews.com. It's titled, NFL Vaccine Rules Explained What Happens When a Player Enters COVID Protocol. And this is something that I, I kind of wanted to know about because I'm like, how are they handling that? I, you know, it's always been kind of vague. It's never been put out in the – maybe it's been on me on the media, and I just haven't seen it. But here's kind of the breakdown. So the COVID vaccine rules – are as follows. Vaccinated individuals who test positive and are asymptomatic will be isolated and contact tracing will promptly occur. The positive individual will be permitted to return to duty after two negative tests at least 24 hours apart because, you know, there can be some false negatives. After that, they will be tested every week or as directed by the medical staffs. Vaccinated individuals will not be subject to quarantine as a result of close contact with an infected person. That actually sounds very interesting to me. So a vaccinated individual will not be subject to quarantine as a result of close contact with an infected person. Even though you're vaccinated, you can carry the virus and spread it. So why are they not forcing you to quarantine? I, I get not wanting to punish the people who have gone through the motions of what they should be doing for the, the better of human, human uh, safety. But I don't think that they should also be walking around after having been in contact with people. So there's Kind of a little double standard going on. I don't really appreciate that. So then, when is a player considered fully vaccinated? The NFL considers a player fully vaccinated if they fall into one of the two following categories. They either are 14 days removed from their final dose of Pfizer, Moderna, or the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, or they previously contracted COVID and are 14 days removed from a single dose of any vaccine. And you know, a lot of that comes from the whole idea that 
uh, two weeks after getting vaccinated is when you are, I believe the word is efficacious, meaning that your vaccine is effective. It is in your body. You have the immunities built up. You have those antibodies that it gave you. And so after two weeks, you are welcome to go ahead and do your thing. And as far as uh, canceling a week or postponing games, the NFL has left that door kind of open. If it gets bad enough, they're going to do it. And they, they're trying as hard as possible to not have an extra week of football. So there's you know 17 weeks of play and then one bye week. They're trying to stick to that as much as possible. They don't anticipate needing to do so. But again, the door is kind of open to postponement, and you never know what can happen with that. And now for a quick look at how the NBA is doing it. Uh, it's very, very similar in the sense that they're making life a little more difficult for people who are unvaccinated. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I'm just saying that like there's more restrictions on their, their activity and what they can do and how they go about their lives. A lot more testing, making sure that they're clear. Because if you're, if you're not vaccinated, we want to make sure that you're not carrying the virus around and bringing it to other people. Um, but in this article I found on Yahoo uh, Sports, uh, it says that the NBA's proposed COVID-19 protocols will restrict non-vaccinated players' contact with teammates. That's the title of this article by Vincent Goodwill on Yahoo Sports. Uh, it says the NBA can't force players to be vaccinated, but its new health and safety protocols will make life more difficult for the small percentage who are not. According to this article, about 90% of NBA players are vaccinated. There's only 10% who are not. And in that list, there's four, four uh, really known players who are not vaccinated, those would be Kyrie Irving, Andrew Wiggins, Michael Porter Jr., and Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal made a good point in saying that even if you are vaccinated, you can still carry and trans transfer the virus to somebody else. I totally agree. But I guess if you're unvaccinated, they have all rights to be able to restrict you and make sure you get that vaccine so that everybody in that group is safe. Because again, you you like I said, the NBA was its own little bubble. They were in their own bubble. They had their own sort of way of doing things when there were no fans around, when COVID was a real thing. And in the same sense, you can develop that sense of immunity within that group of NBA players by getting everybody vaccinated. Uh, and so why not try to push that that notion forward and make it, make it like a priority to get that done? You know, I do have to say one thing that's got to be tough for these, these professional athletes in this kind of world is that there is a, a microscope, a telescope on these players. Everybody can see what they're doing. They're very popular, very famous. People follow them on social media and everything. So everything they do is kind of scrutinized. And it's kind of unfortunate, but it's that's the real-life aspect of sports. You know, there's a lot of popularity about it. There's a lot of fans around the, around the sport. But these players are still human. And so everybody has this, like, like tunnel vision about this player and like everything they're saying and doing kind of says a lot about their character and whatnot. I imagine that's got to be very stressful to these players. You know, they, they want to have their own opinions and, and they want to have their own beliefs, but they know that if they say something, it, it could probably, you know, reflect badly on them. However, there's a handful of players like Kyrie, Bradley Beal and Michael Porter Jr. And uh, Andrew Wiggins who are willing to speak up about it. I know Andrew Wiggins was like, it's, against my religion to get vaccinated. I mean, that's a tough one. You know, how do you let your players practice their First Amendment Amendment rights, but also get what you want out of it and making sure your league is vaccinated and everybody is safe? So and I think that's the kind of thing that makes this topic so controversial. And it was heavily politicized during the, you know, the, the campaigns of the last presidential race because of that reason. It's about taking away your rights or it's about being nice to other people and how much empathy you have for other people. 
Uh, I do feel like we, we have gotten a little bit off base as far as what it means to be nice to one another. There's not enough empathy in the world anymore. And I feel like the pandemic really brought that out in us as human beings. And thinking about sports, there's so many things that come along with it that I think carry over into human aspects of life, like sportsmanship, you know, and support and, you know, teamwork, things like that, that we should be really trying to do. And I don't mean to be cheesy about it. Like seriously, sportsmanship is about being a friend of your enemy. You know what I mean? Like try to understand what they're, you don't understand what they're going through when you're playing a game, but in real life, how, how can you not have empathy for what they're going through? And, and you don't know how badly that COVID has affected somebody in their family. Um, so just, I think the big takeaway of this episode when it comes to COVID is to just respect everybody else's decision. They can choose to do what they want to uh, be kind to people because you don't know what they've gone through when it comes to the pandemic. And I've said this before in a previous episode. I think that's very important to to keep in mind. You know, have empathy. You don't know what somebody's gone through. You haven't walked in their shoes. Uh, and just in general, be kind. You know, respect other people's decisions and be kind. So that's the takeaway of this episode. I've gone on way too long. This is a mess. It's a mess, but it's important to talk about. I'll put it that way. So right now is a good time to start talking about something a little bit lighter. I don't want to bore you guys with that serious stuff. I know it's controversial and, and heavy and annoying. You're probably like screaming at yourself like, what are you talking about? And it's like, yeah, he's just some stupid podcaster. And I'm like, you're right. Yeah. But let me talk about something that I do know a little bit about having played sports throughout my entire life, um, you know, whether in competitive leagues or for fun, is that there's these these two aspects that go hand in hand with what we were just talking about a little while ago about COVID. There's sportsmanship and there's support. And, you know, in my BFA project when I was a college student, this uh, there's this thing that I developed called the intangibles. I didn't develop these. These are things that exist within sports that are revealed through the competitive aspect or the competitive nature of sports, uh, things that we all have within us that are, um, you know, human qualities that are positive. And I did a whole BFA project on this. And the two that I want to talk about right now out of the 10 that I came up with in my process are support and sportsmanship. And what's great about support and sportsmanship is that they're both about the same thing, but they're also opposites at the same time. So it's important to support your teammates, but showing sportsmanship for the opponent is true respect. So, I mean, it's obvious you're going to root on your own teammates to try and get a win. That's how it works. But uh, when something happens, maybe somebody gets injured on the other side of the other team, you're not going to like cheer for that, right? Because you want to win for your teammates. It's like, it's more like, well, shoot, that could have been any of us. And so that's one of those moments where you go out there and you like, make sure they're all right. You do what you can to help them out. Uh, at the end of the day, sports are kind of just a game and we're all humans and we want to go about our daily lives after that. Of course, you know, the majority of us who are not professional athletes, obviously, but like, look at when professional athletes get injured, you know? Like when Gordon Hayward went out with that broken ankle in, a, in dramatic fashion on opening night like a few years ago, everybody was so sad for the guy. They felt so bad for him because coming into a new season, he's with a new team. He just rejoined his old coach, Brad Stevens, from Baylor, and the potential was so positive for them that year. And he goes down game one with a season-ending injury, and everybody's devastated. I'm devastated, and 
It just sucks. You don't want to see anybody go through that. And that's what that sportsmanship thing is all about. It's like, yeah, we're all humans also. So I feel for you. I hope you would feel the same for me if this happened to me. So I think all of us could use a little bit more of that in our lives, not just in sports. Uh, It's called sportsmanship because I think maybe it comes from sports. But, man, we need to emphasize how important that is in real life. We should be rooting on our enemies because it only makes us better. And I see this all the time in the NFL from week to week. You know, you see a defensive player make a really good play and he gets up in the guy's face and uh, the, the the wide receiver, you know, he's like, hey, that's good D, smacks him on the ass and they move forward. And you see it on the other side of the ball too, like Russell Wilson evades multiple defenders, rolls out to his left, throws across his body with his right arm, catches a guy wide open, they get a first down. You'll see a lineman come over to him and be like, just like, Tap him on the shoulder and be like, hey, dog, that was nice. So if only we could go about our daily conversations like that a little bit more. Like, hey, I see where you're coming from, but here's how I feel. And just be a little more positive to one another. I don't, I just don't understand how hard it is to be that way. I understand some of these things are personality traits. Some people are more pessimistic than optimistic. You know, half glass half empty rather than half full. But if you can recognize when you're being more negative than positive, try to find a positive. I think that that will always be an uptick in your day. It'll be a nice change of pace, and you'll feel better. Oh, man. I just... What an episode. I This is a tough one for me. I'm not going to lie. It was really hard to get all this out in a timely manner um, with a lot of other things I have to do in, in normal life. Uh, and so I hope you appreciated the things I said. And if you didn't, that's totally fine, too. Again, going back to the sportsmanship thing, you can totally disagree with me. And uh, please let me know. You can tweet at me, message me on Facebook if you know me personally, text me. Um, I'm happy to have these kinds of hard conversations with you. I think it's really important for people to do that. So I'm opening myself to that. So if you want to talk, please let me know. Otherwise, I'm going to roll this episode out. Uh, This would be the fifth episode of the Underdog Mentality. And man, it's been a doozy. I, I really hope you guys go and follow the link in the description to leave a message for the podcast so I can read it on air in the next episode and I'll make a whole segment out of why you are a fan of your favorite team so uh, I'll put that link in the description but just once again it is anchor.fm slash abstract sports slash message go leave me a message and tell me why your favorite team is the one that it is tell me how that came about and uh, maybe I'll share a few of those on the next episode you'll hear your voice and everything it'll be crazy and I'll react to it, and then I'll also tell my story. So go ahead and do that. And also, if you're not following us on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, you can find us on all those outlets at the handle Abstract Sports. And be sure you subscribe to the podcast. If you like to listen to my voice a little bit, you can subscribe on any of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and more. And if you have a topic suggestion or a question you'd like me to answer on the show, you can tweet me personally at kyleclay.com. That's kyleclay, D-O-T-C-O-M, spelled out. Or you can go to abstractsports.com, go to the podcast page, and fill out the form at the bottom of the page. And in the meantime, stay safe. And as always, be positive out there. I'll catch you in the next one.